gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! And now, let's get it on! Against the spread, Winning Picks with Mark Lawrence! And welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King as we're set to go against the spread on this week's College and Pro Football Cards. And Victor, I would say quite a week it was last week in the world of college football when for the first time in AP poll history, six of the top eight teams lost on the same week. Can you imagine and believe all the upsets we saw last week? What, what a huge week for upsets. Uh, I was seeing uh, 1990 was the last time we had so many huge upsets on a Saturday. Uh, good day for college football uh, for our services. I know you had your four-star best bet on Notre Dame. It took a late touchdown in the last minute on fourth down to bring that one home, but that was a nice finish. I'm also showing that you hit your four-star play on the New England Patriots on Sunday night when uh, teams were bailing on them, and it was a good time to get back on the New England bandwagon. But again, a, a very, very interesting week in college football. You know, Mark, we've been talking about uh, the, the great play of the uh, Southeastern Conference West Division, and while it's not a surprise that there are three undefeated teams at 5-0, and it probably is a surprise that one of those teams is not Alabama, those three teams being, of course, you know, Auburn, Mississippi, and Mississippi State, that huge day again for the state of Mississippi on Saturday. But one conference that I want to touch on for just a minute or two is the Pac-12 conference. And if you want to talk surprises, if you would have told me that five weeks into the season, the North leader would be California, a team who went 1-11 <laughs> last year, and the South leader would be Arizona at 5-0, I just would have been totally, totally shocked. It's, it's a teeming mass of absurdity, unpredictability, Hail Marys, and even occasional uh, awesomeness, if you will. Nothing has really followed the script to date in this Pac-12 conference. Road teams are 11-3 in league games, including a preposterous 5-0 last week. And, of course, the four teams in the preseason top 15 from this Pac-12 conference, which were, I believe, Oregon, UCLA, Stanford, and USC, there are combined 5-4 and four in league play. Two Pac-12 games have been decided on Hail Marys already. And, you know... Uh, I started with California, and had they not collapsed in that game against Arizona a few weeks ago, this is a team that would be undefeated after going 1-11 in their first year under Sonny Dykes last year. Go figure this California football team, Victor. A head-scratching, to say the least. <laughs> Sonny Dykes not known for defense, that's for sure. And, in fact, one of the best lines, I think, that we've written in the Playbook Football Newsletter occurred in that California write-up this particular week, and we alluded to the fact that in that win over Washington State last week, California allowed 800 yards in the contest. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the line that we used <laughs> talking about Sonny Dyke's defense and what jeopardy this defense could be in here sooner than later is, is if uh, they were on that particular show, the question would be, we'll take defense for 800, Alex, because... <laughs> 
That's exactly what they did. Allowed 800 yards in that football game and still managed to walk away with the victory. And, you know, as you say, quite an offense for that football team. The biggest surprise, I think, in college football has to be the Cal Bears leading their division. I agree with you. And we'll see whether or not that returns to the norm about how well the road teams have done inside the Pac-12 conference. I think the home teams will start winning some football games. The question is, will they be able to start covering some football games? It was quite the weekend, as we mentioned. The Southeast Conference seems to each week now bring a new brand of marquee football games to the table, which is really good because during the month of September, it was hard to find quality matchups, but we have that almost every week inside the Southeast Conference. And you mentioned, you talked about Alabama, a rare loss, if you will, for that football team, Nick Saban losing. Uh, I'm going to toss this out to our listeners out there that our incredible stat of the week inside this week's Playbook Football Newsletter pertains to Alabama and the fact that they did lose. And we point out the fact that the Crimson Tide is now three and six straight up and oh eight and one against the spread in games after their first loss of the season and follow up football games. So they've really not been able to get up off the mat has Alabama. The big question is will they be able to do so this week? Another tough football game for this team. They're gonna go into Arkansas and play a vastly improved Razorback football team. We have a lot to say about that particular game inside. This week's issue of the Playbook Football Newsletter. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. I'm visiting with Victor King from King Creole Sports. And Victor, let's take it over to the National Football League side of things, where last week, the last two remaining undefeated football teams went down in a blaze of fire, I guess you'd say, when both Arizona and Cincinnati took it on the chops, leaving no teams in the National Football League undefeated this week. You touched on the fact that we did use New England as a big play. Uh, Everybody had seemed to be given up on Tom Brady and uh, this New England football team, and boy, they sure woke up, at least on Sunday night, when they were under the primetime lights once again. But here we are, I think, in a football league season in the National Football League, where there's a lot of parity within this league. We talk now that there are no undefeated football teams. We only got two winless teams. So you take all that into consideration. I think it goes back, Victor, to the the famous sentence, the famous statement that inside the National Football League, anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday. You know, we uh, we, we talk from a little bit of a South Florida angle down here, being as uh, we live down here. And this is the earliest ever in the NFL that the Miami Dolphins alumni are already starting their toasting with their champagne glasses with no undefeated teams left in the NFL. And, you know, Mark, Saturday was a great day for the sports books with so many of these top 25 teams losing and the tendency for most of these players to lay the points with the top 25 ranked teams. But the books gave a lot of it back in the NFL on Sunday with so many favorites covering. It was definitely the best week for favorites of the season in the NFL as they went 10-4-1 last week. NFL favorites uh, over the weekend. They're now 38-36-2 on the year for favorites. And uh, what I noticed in, in our database that we'll throw right out there uh, it looks like teams who allow 35 or more points in a game, they are great fades in their next game. Uh, they've gone 3-10-2 and two against the spread this season. So we want to kind of look at teams who allowed a lot of points this weekend and go uh, the previous week and go against them in the next week. It does not bode well this week for the Arizona Cardinals, the Oakland Raiders, 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Cincinnati Bengals. And, those, and in fact, those teams have also gone 12-3 and three to the over this year, teams who allowed 35 points in their previous game. But again, a very, very uh, good weekend for the uh, chalk in the NFL. And in terms of actual over-under results, it wasn't the overwhelming week of the previous week in which uh, overs went 10-3. and three. The odds makers bumped up those over-under lines just a little bit, and that was enough to get that balanced action and balanced results that they uh, wanted. There were uh, seven games that went over, eight games that went under, uh, definitely not the extreme one-sided action of the previous week. So uh, right now uh, in the NFL for the year, 40 overs, 36 unders. Uh, the breakdown, uh, what is surprising, and it's been the division games in the NFL that have had the better over tendencies going 12 and 7 over under overall. And I know people are still interested in what's been going on in these non-conference games, those games that went over the total 75% of the time last year. Well, uh, this year it's right around 500, 12 overs, 11 unders. And, of course, Mark, as we take the show on Wednesday morning, we're showing that the average over-under line this week in the NFL is at 46.5 points. we got a few games over that total, a few games under, but that's basically been right around the average for the entire season, 46.5. Victor, you mentioned you touched on the point about uh, National Football League teams this season, the trend being uh, in games when they've allowed 35 or more points, and it's kind of ironic because the column I'm going to be writing for the USA Today Sports Weekly next week involves National Football League teams since the inception of the bye week. And one of the factors that ties into teams coming off a bye week was how they do when they lit up the scoreboard and scored 35 or more points mm-hmm. the next week. They do, they do quite well, the fact of the matter is. And we'll touch on that next week. But that 35-point scoring uh, ceiling, if you will, in the National Football League seems to be uh, quite a starting point when it comes to the database and handicapping and looking for things. So, we'll, like I say, we'll touch elaborate a little bit more on that in the show next week about the high-scoring teams in the National Football League. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence Against the Spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. Don't you go away. When Victor and I come back, we're going to tear down our college football game of the week. And it's not a Southeast Conference game. It's the Red River rivalry, if you will, between Texas and Oklahoma. We've got that and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Don't get fooled by a shady handicapper that claims he wins 80% of the time. Get a documented handicapper. Sportswatch Monitor is your home for documented sports picks you can trust. Our collection of handicappers is the finest in the industry, and you can have the confidence every monitored selection has been documented and verified. The Sportswatch Monitor is a non-biased handicapper monitoring service for all major sports. So uncover that shady handicapper by looking first on the sports watch. If he isn't there, he probably isn't straight up with you. Go with a reputable handicapper to assist you in building your bankroll. Go to sportswatchmonitor.com and review our top five for football and start winning. Hey everybody, this is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King as we go against the spread on this week's college and pro football cards. And it's time for our college football game of the week, an annual rivalry, if you will, the Red River rivalry taking place in Dallas when Oklahoma takes on Texas. And Victor, I'm going to ask for your take on the over-under side of this football game and maybe even your opinion. But a little bit of luster seems to have worn off in this football game, not only with Texas declining, but Oklahoma coming in at that loss. I'd be interested what you have to say, Victor, on the Sooners' long-run showdown game this Saturday. 
I would agree. And from a total's perspective, um, we've got some major over-under contradictions in this game. Uh, from a total's perspective, it's basically gone back and forth in kind of like four-year increments. The over-under line opened at 48.5. That first initial line move was downward. The last time I looked, it was down to 46.5. And we do want to remember this in the terms of over-under. It's that first initial push that we kind of want to look at when over-unders are released uh, in college football on Mondays. What happens in the first 12 hours? Well, in this particular case, it's gone down two points, which is fairly significant. Now, again, this series has gone three and one to the over in the last four years with an average of 65.0 points per game. Last year's game between uh, Oklahoma and Texas went under, but by only one point. But prior to that, from the 2006 to 2009 seasons, the series had gone one and three over under with an average of only 41 and a half points per game. So we've kind of been going back and forth in terms of overs and then unders in four-year increments. The average line, 53.0, average points scored in the last 10 meetings, 52.5. I will say say this, this year's line at the current line of 46.5, that would be the lowest in this series in the last 12 years. And again, I talked about contrasting over-under results. We'll take a look at this season alone. The Oklahoma team, the Sooners, come in as one of the better over teams in college football, four and one over-under. Average line in Oklahoma games, 58.7. Average score, 63. So their average game has gone under, excuse me, gone over by, oh, about four and a half points per game. But on the flip side, you take a look at this Texas team. They're having their difficulties on offense. However, Charlie's done a very good job with the defense of the Longhorns. They've gone one and four over under. Average line, 49.1 in Longhorn games. Average score, only 37.6. So their games have gone under by more than 10 points per game this season, the uh, Texas Longhorns. I'm also seeing contrasting over under team trends as well. For instance, Oklahoma, they're on a streak going back to last season in which they've gone seven, one, and one to the over. In their last nine games, they've gone uh, six and zero to the over after accumulating 450 or more yards of offense. On the flip side, the Texas Longhorns, again, I mentioned their offensive struggles. They come in with the 117th ranked offense in the country, only 319 total yards per game for the Longhorns. They've gone one and eight over under in their last nine overall, dating back to last season. Basically, the complete opposite of the Sooners. They've also gone three and 13 to the under in their last 16 conference games. Uh, we're going to pass for now, Mark. I'm going to lean ever so slightly to the under. Don't forget, uh, Texas is having, having their struggles on offense. However, they're playing a very good defensive football these days. And Oklahoma's not playing with a full deck either on offense. Of course, they'll be missing their leading running back, Keith Ford. He'll be out for his third straight game with that uh, fractured right fibula. Uh, and ever so slightly lean toward the under. But if this game gets down to about the 45 range, uh, we've basically taken the value out of it. So if you do intend on going under in the game on, uh, what, Saturday, uh, 12 noon Eastern, then you'd want to strike as soon as possible with that lean on the under. 
Victor King leans under in the Oklahoma-Texas Red River rivalry football game this Saturday. Looking for a value, hard to find it, he feels with this number. Oddsmakers have done a good job posting this over-under total. The Sooners come in here, as we mentioned here, off their first loss of the season. Kind of a little bit of a bubble-burst role, if you will, because this team had been focused on making the college football playoffs. Not that they won't or can't, but the bottom line is their season, perfect season, has been ruined after that stunning loss last week. Bob Stoops comes into this football game 7-2 and two straight up and against the spread in this series in games when his Sooners were undefeated, but only 1-4 and four straight up, 0-4-1 to the spread when he plays Texas, and his team is not undefeated. Kind of a nice contrasting stat, I guess, in Oklahoma's disfavor in this particular football game. Last year, the Sooners lost this football game as 13.5-point favorites. They lost 36-20. to 20. It was a big, huge get-up game for the Texas Longhorns and Mac Brown in a football game to try and save his job. Terrific job pulling the rug out from the Sooners, but that may only have them angry coming into this football game this year. For the Texas Longhorns, they've been a strong disappointment thus far this football season. When I say strong, I'm using the word literally because head coach Charlie Strong was hired to turn this football program around. And they've gotten off to a very slow start, a lot of it because of the players that he's thrown off the football team for various disciplinary reasons. He wants to mold this football team in the manner in which he's accustomed to, not with what he inherited. This Texas defense has been a Charlie Strong-like defense here. They've held two opponents to season-low yards thus far this football season, including Baylor with only 390 yards last week. That's what Charlie Strong brings to the table, a strong defense. Looking inside the history book, we find Texas as a double-digit conference dog. It's only happened 13 times going back to 1993. They're 8-5 to the spread when taking doubles in a conference football game. And also in closing out here in this football contest here, I'm going to pass on the side in the game. I don't think there's a real true definitive side. If I had to put a gun to my head, I'd play Texas in the football game. I'm just a little bit concerned about the revenge. But I also note here that uh, when Oklahoma has played Texas, the last two times they played Texas when they were off their first loss of the season, as they are this weekend, they failed both straight up and against the spread, losing once as a favorite, once as a dog. Not a particularly good role for Oklahoma. We'll see if that bubble burst doesn't work against them. A very slight lean for me for Texas in this football game in the big Red River rivalry on Saturday. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. I'm going against the spread with Victor King. When we come back, we're going to tear down our National Football League game of the week. We've got a dandy inside the NFC East division. That, and we'll hop out to Las Vegas and check in with Dave Tooley to find out what's going on in Vegas this weekend when we come back with more here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. This football season, go where the wise guys go for all their winning information. Playbook.com website. If accurate, exclusive winning information is important to you, it's important you make Playbook.com your one-stop source for all your football information this season. Whether it's downloading a weekly copy of the Playbook Football Newsletter, selecting guaranteed best bets or free picks from the world-famous Playbook Experts Handicappers, or checking lines and scores, Playbook.com has it all. And make it your inside source this football season for exclusive information not found anywhere on the web. Get every edge imaginable at Playbook.com, where winners go for winners. 
Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King as we go against the spread on this weekend's college and pro football cards. And it's time once again for our National Football League Game of the Week as we hop into the NFC East Division when the New York Giants travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Victor, your take on this big rivalry matchup between the Giants and the Eagles. Well, it is the Sunday night NBC TV game, so we already know which way Al Michaels will be going in this game. He loves <laughs> playing his overs, and he loves alluding to those overs late in the game as well. And he hit another one of those if he played the Patriots and the Bengals over last Sunday night. So we know which way he's going. But I'll say this, Mark, the value on this game between the Giants and the Eagles is actually on the under. And again, that first initial line push, it opened at 51. It went down a full point to 50. That's where we're seeing the over-under line again as we record this show on Wednesday morning between the Giants and the Eagles, this uh, NFC East division battle. We do note that the last four meetings played in Philadelphia have gone under the total. All four games, last four years, in Philly, under with an average of 36.8 points per game. Now, if you're automatically thinking of playing Philadelphia overs based on what they did last season, their great offense, uh, even this year's numbers, again, I would think back. This offensive line is beat up big time for the Eagles. Uh, LaShawn McCoy has not been as effective as they were last year. Uh, the only reason the Eagles are 4-1 and one to the over this season is the fact that they're scoring on defense. They've had multiple defensive touchdowns. They had two in last week's game against the Rams where they recovered a fumble in the end zone, and they also picked up a fumble and ran it into the end zone against the uh, Rams, and that's one of the reasons that that game did indeed go over the total. But again, the Eagles come in 4-1 and one over on the, on the season. I do acknowledge that. Average line, 50.1. Average points scored 57.6. We throw a couple asterisks next to that, and I just explained why. For the Giants, 3-2 and two over under on the season. Average line in Giant games, 44.8. Average score, 48.8. We've got the number 18 offense in the league against the number 14 offense. The Giants at 345 yards per game. The Eagles, yes, 364 offensive yards per game. That's pretty good. However... In their last three games, they've only averaged 315 yards per game. Again, that's uh, one of those reasons why we got that big red stop sign in front of over players for this Sunday night game. Uh, defense, number 18 defense for the Giants, number 28 defense for the Eagles. Now, that's where you may have something there for you over players because this Philadelphia defense has indeed allowed, what, 406 yards per game. And they made Austin Davis look like Kurt Warner from the uh, St. Louis Rams back in the greatest show on turf days last week uh, in that uh, big comeback by St. Louis in which they almost came all the way back to defeat the Eagles. Uh, we do note that the Giants are a very good team when they get on the road in terms of low-scoring results. They've gone 70% under the total in their last 20 road games, 3-9 and nine over under their last 12 conference games, 5-16 and 16 to the under when playing off an ATS win. Uh, again, uh, we'll probably be leaning against Al Michaels in this particular game, but I'm going to follow the line move where it is right now and recommend a small play on the Eagles and Giants under the total on Sunday night. Victor once again leans under the total 
in this NFC division matchup between the Giants and the Eagles this Sunday. Taking a look at the New York Giants as they come into this football game, a team that's really awoken, if you will, after that horrible 0-2 start with back-to-back victories. They come in here playing with double revenge from a pair of losses they suffered last year in the series. That's always good news for Eli Manning because he's been terrific in that particular role. I'll allude to that in just a moment here. The Giants come into this football game also in their third road game of the season out of our database, how about 11-1 and one straight up and against the spread when they're on the road for their third road game of the season? Giants also 10-1 and one to the spread in the first of back-to-back road games when they're off a victory. For the Philadelphia Eagles, they come in here with this 400-yard defense favored in the contest. And talk about game of the seasons. The Eagles, in when they're in their fourth home game of the season, they're 0-7 to the spread in this particular role. Philadelphia also 1-9 to the spread at home before back-to-back road games. So the trends are almost always stacked in the New York Giants' favor in this football game. And I plugged into my database and looked at teams on Sunday night football games to find out how division home teams do. When they have a win percentage of 666 or better, they struggle. They're only 14-30 and 30 to the spread. It's another struggling role for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I alluded to Eli Manning a little bit earlier in the conversation. He's at his best in division road games in his National Football League career. 19-12 and 12 straight up, 18-13 and 13 to the spread. Eli Manning on the road in division games. And in those same particular division games, when he's a dog, against a 700 or better division opponent. He's been a dog four times. He's won all four games straight up on the scoreboard. I'll take the points with the revenging New York Giants in this football game as they expose this Philadelphia defense. The New York Giants, my side, in the football game Sunday night. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And it's time for us to hop out to Las Vegas now and find out the pulse on what's going on in Vegas this weekend. And we join in with Dave Tooley from ViewFromVegas.com. Also, Dave Tooley, a columnist now for the ESPN.com website. Dave, how is your week going in Las Vegas this weekend? Oh, things are going great. Baseball playoffs have been uh, very good to me with all the dogs barking there. And, uh, yeah, so it's uh, the weather is kind of broken here, so we're, we're past the uh, oppressive heat. And so, yeah, it's a great time in the fall here in Las Vegas. Well, same thing down here in South Florida, Dave, if right. we can uh, you know, uh, make a, uh, draw that same analogy here, that the weather is finally broken here as well, and it's not as oppressive as you mentioned here, and a lot more bearable. So like you, we've got smiles on our faces when we walk out the door these days down here in South Florida. I know it wasn't uh, too much of a smile last week in the National Football League because I saw a lot of favorites winning games, Dave, and uh, how did that affect the Superbook contest last week? Uh, I know the contest might be a little bit more square these days than it has been in years past with the, with a total of over 1,400 entries in the contest. On the overall, how did it shake out last week? Uh, overall, it was kind of interesting because the, uh, the top five consensus uh, went only two and three against the spread. But uh, the overall consensus was 11 and four. So all, all those other favorites that uh, weren't quite as popular all came in, which, uh, <laughs> so yeah, the 11 and four and the overall consensus for the whole year, uh, the overall, cons- overall consensus is hitting 56%, and the top five consensus is 15 and 10 at 60%. If, uh, if everyone remembers last year, Super Contest consensus was got off to a terrible start. And it's kind of funny, you, know, you, me- you mentioned about the squares. You know, for, you know, for years, the Super Contest, you know, people said, oh, well, that's the elite of Las Vegas and all the wise guys are in that contest, so you got to follow the consensus. And uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a general mm-hmm. opinion. And then, of course, when 
the consensus didn't do that well. Everyone says, "Oh, those guys suck," and you know they're, <laughs> they're not any better than us. And uh, but then you know in 2011, 2012, the consensus did okay. And then uh, last year, it got off to a terrible start. So then everyone jumped in on, oh, with a 1,000 entries now, the way it's grown so much, it's more of a square contest. So that's why they're all losing. <laughs> so, mm. so uh, <laughs> yeah. But then again, now we see this year with 1,403 entries, it's, uh, the consensus is doing well. So, I mean, I think you know, people jump to the conclusions back and forth on that, depending on the results. But uh, I... I, I I've always said, you know, it's it's really a mixture of sharps and squares. I mean, it does kind of reflect how the overall market does uh, betting wise. Now, the uh, you know the, the leader right now uh, goes by the alias Alcatraz Holdings. Went four and one again last week. Is twenty one and four, eighty four percent against Ooh. the spread. So uh, he's really rocking it. And there's four other people there at uh, twenty and five, eighty uh, percent. So uh, they've got a nice little. Uh, Great start there, nice little edge, but uh, it's still wide open again with 1,400 entries. Uh, a lot of people within uh, striking distance can get, can get on a run, so it's anybody's ballgame. You can follow the Superbook Contest at viewfromvegas.com, Dave's website. Dave also the author now online at ESPN. He covers the gambling scene, the betting scene for ESPN. You can read all of Dave's columns online Tuesdays with Thule at ESPN.com. Victor, I know you've got a question you'd like to run by Dave this week as well. Absolutely, Mark. You mentioned the fact that the NFL favorites uh, did so well on Sunday, probably not the best day uh, or Sunday of the season for the sports books, but I want to get Dave's reaction to Saturday's results you know, there was a handful of these uh, public squarish teams that not only didn't cover the point spread, but losing outright. Off the top of my head, I throw in the Alabamas or Oklahomas or Oregons of the world. Dave, I would think that it was probably one of the better Saturdays in a long time for most of the sports books. I found it in my own personal betting too. A lot of times, yeah, you you win on Saturday, you give it give back at least some of it on Sunday, you know, or you know you don't do as well Saturday and you do better on Sunday. So yeah, the books uh, d- definitely saw a flip there where they've mostly been doing better in the NFL this year. But uh, yeah, last Saturday, you know, with all those upsets uh, going down, um, for the most part, was good for the books. Now where the books, you know, kind of got hurt a little bit sometimes is you know when people did get. You know, if, if they weren't laying the points with Alabama, they were probably taking the money line on Mississippi. So, uh, some books that took some decent sized bets on money line wagers <laughs> with some of those mm-hmm. big upsets uh, didn't make out quite as well. But I mean, on on a whole, uh, yeah, the the upsets in the college is very good. And then, yeah, the the string of favorites in the NFL uh, Sunday. Uh, didn't tr- treat the books uh, quite so well, although interesting, uh, David Purdom, who also writes for me on the uh, ESPN Chalk page and uh, ESPN Insider, uh, he wrote in his, his Monday piece, I do a Monday piece with the opening line report, and he does a Monday piece kind of wrapping up the weekend, and uh, he was talking about how a number of books had a lot of liability on the Redskins on Monday night and you know getting plus seven, plus seven and a half. And uh, you know a lot of a lot of big money parlays were tied to the Redskins plus a point. And you know for those who don't remember, the uh, the game was sitting right on seven at the end, and the Seahawks right. had the ball, and you just didn't know if they were going to you know be able to get another first down and run out the clock, take a couple knees. But instead, they got stopped and kicked the field insurance field goal to go up by ten, and that uh, 
swung the point spread result there. And yeah, so a lot of those uh, <laughs> big parlays uh, did go down, and which, which is weird, which is str- kind of strange with an underdog on Monday night. You, usually, yeah. a lot of the parlays and teasers are tied to the favorite on Monday night. So, I mean... You know, kind of wrapping up <laughs> these last couple of segments we've done here. Yeah, the the public isn't as square as it once was. I mean, it, I mean, they do look to underdogs more than they did. So, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about sharps and squares, it's it's not always a, a cut and dried uh, situation. That kind of ties back to the analogy Victor drew last week, Dave, uh, when he talked about. Uh, uh, the only thing worse than uh, betting a favorite is when an underdog or a square loves an underdog. And that happened to be the case Monday night, and uh, despite the fact that Vegas needed uh, Seattle to win that football game, and three Percy Harvin touchdowns were called back <laughs> because of penalties in that football game, Seattle still found a way to walk away with the win and the point spread money. So quite a weekend it was in the National Football League. Dave, uh, before I get to your free pick here, were there any moves that you saw off the early advance lines from the Superbook contest that were sent out last week that would apply this week? Uh, yeah, a couple. Most of the lines, <clears throat> excuse me, are, are are fairly stable. However, the uh, the Broncos were uh, six point favorite over the Jets uh, as a road favorite in their game for this week. When the yeah when the Westgate put up their line a week and a half ago, um, obviously you know the Broncos pulled away, routing the Cardinals and the, the Jets. Uh, Look just awful. <laughs> First team to get shut out this year, thirty-one nothing by the Chargers. So yeah, that that was uh, or moved all the way through the key number. Now Denver's lane uh, eight on the on the road. Uh, Detroit, Minnesota, that number was four. Um, that that's come down to a one and a half um, across the key number of three. And the, the, really, the only other major move was the. Uh, Eagles-Giants game on Sunday night. Uh, the Eagles were a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the advance line. Uh, it came out most places at, at three on Sunday. But uh, the Giants have been picking up a lot of support lately, and now we're seeing that uh, under the key number of three uh, with the Eagles laying two-and-a-half. Three games in the National Football League with moves that all went through the key numbers, as Dave mentioned, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia. Uh, major moves on those football games from the early send-out from the Superbook contest. Dave? Your complimentary play on the football card this week in the National Football League. I know there's a dog out there that you have to like. Yeah, there is, and uh, <laughs> you know a lot. A lot of times we talk about how you know the, the the prime time games on you know Sunday and Monday night how they'll greatly influence the the, the point spreads for teams' upcoming games, and we, we certainly saw that with the Patriots when they got blown out um, on Monday night against the Chiefs. Yeah, everyone was jumping off the bandwagon. You know, they're <laughs> pretty much declaring the Patriots dead and buried. The dynasty's over and all that. And uh, and then you know the bang- your game against the Bengals this last week. The, the you know Patriots were a favorite early advance line, and then end up the Bengals going off as the favorite. And then of course the Patriots turn around and come back and uh, show that they weren't quite dead yet, blowing out the Bengals 43-17. And th- this week's line with the the Patriots, um, the advance line was Pickham after that Chiefs debacle, but now uh, Patriots back up to three. So you know, we see those kind of overreactions all the time with teams in prime time. Now I'm rambling here, but my my point is <laughs> is that we we expect to see those those swings, and and he, here's one where I I think we didn't see enough of a swing. Uh, the Bengals seven point favorite over the Panthers. 
Um, that's what the line was on the advanced line. They got blown out by the Patriots, kind of got exposed a little bit, lost their perfect season. And now, you know, I was expecting, well, this line is going to be six and a half, maybe six. I don't know if I'm going to take the, you know, like the Panthers quite as much, but the, the number is right at seven. And I, I don't think it's, it's been adjusted. It hasn't been adjusted at all. And I think it probably should have been. So I think the value here is on the Panthers plus the full touchdown. And we're even seeing early action on the Bengals this week. I think we're going to get the hook at some point. So I, I like the Panthers. I think, you know, they're still a quality team, very solid defense. I, I could see this team, this game definitely just being kind of a defensive battle. So I kind of like the under 44 and a half as well. But I think uh, it should, could definitely come down to a field goal type situation. So I think getting seven is definite value on the Panthers. Dave Tooley likes the Carolina Panthers in a bubble burst situation against the Cincinnati Bengals this week. He likes the seven points. He'll take them for his complimentary play on the football show this week. Dave, great job on the show this week. I'm going to wish you once again the best of luck next week or this week. And we'll look forward to visiting with you next week here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. All right. Thanks. Uh, happy handicapping, everybody. That was Dave Tooley joining us live from Las Vegas. We got the view and the pulse of what's going on in Las Vegas from Dave. You can check out his website at viewfromvegas.com. Don't you go away. When we come back, we're going to put the final wraps on the show. I'll share with you my awesome angle of the week. Victor and I with our complimentary plays when we come back with more here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Imagine getting up to $900 in free plays bonuses on every qualified deposit. Use your Visa, MasterCard, or even American Express. Only at Bet Online because you can. Your side failed to score? Use your shutout bailout card and get your bet back. Only at Bet Online because you can. Your side given up by halftime? Use your halftime surrender card, get half of your bet back. Only at Bet Online because you can. And remember, you get bonus on every deposit. That's the lifetime bonus guarantee. Only from Bet Online because you can. Terms and conditions apply. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome angle of the week. All right, guys, let's get to it. Our awesome angle of the week on the football show this week in college football, we call it the road to ruin. And what we're looking to do is to play against any college football favorite in game six of the season. If this is their second true road game of the season, and they allow more than 15 points per game on the year. This road to ruin has found these football teams to go just 3, 14, and 1 against the spread. You turn it around, that's an 82% play against situation. We'll be playing against Florida State when they take on Syracuse in their road to ruin awesome angle play on the football show this week. And with that, I'm going to hand it off to Victor King for his complimentary play on the football show this week. Victor, if you'd share that with our listeners and also let them know what you've got going at King Creel Sports this weekend. Absolutely, Mark. Uh, our underdogs went very well over the weekend. Uh, three and one overall, including a perfect three and O oh in college football. And uh, we'll have uh, three more underdogs uh, available on the Playbook website on Thursday night. NFL totals plays are posted on Friday night. Now, I know in our free play here on the show, we've stubbed our toe the last couple of weeks. And with that said, I want to throw out a quick play I like in college football and then an NFL over-under as well, Mark. And uh, one of the three dogs that we used last Saturday was the Northwestern Wildcats. They were over, over a touchdown home dog against Wisconsin. And uh, this is a team that we did not talk about earlier in the show, but it's a surprise team. You know, they started the year with a thud, Northwestern, losing home games to Cal and Northern Illinois. 
And, of course, they had their first win of the season over Western Illinois. No big deal. But since then, Pat's Fitzgerald team has looked fantastic. They've reeled off consecutive, emphatic, I might add, wins over previously undefeated Penn State and previously ranked Wisconsin. And I think this week they get their third straight underdog win in a row, this time on the road against Minnesota, in which they're currently catching four points. Uh, Northwestern right now is in the lead in the Big Ten West Division. And again, after stubbing their toe to start this season, I like this team, this Northwestern team. I'm going to grab the four points. I think they get their third straight underdog win in a row. I'm going to switch over to the NFL and uh, Speedy is the guy who bailed us out on the totals tip sheet last week, winning his Monday night game. Uh, we used, of course, the Ravens-Colts over as our play. It never materialized. That is the shootout that was anticipated between uh, Luck and Flacco. That shootout never materialized. That game never had a shot of going over the total. And I should have used one of the other two tip sheet plays because they were both winners. And that was the Rams-Eagles over. And Speedy's play on Monday night with the Seahawks, Redskins under. So, uh, hey, do you trust your dog? Yeah, I'm going to go to man's best friend. And Speedy's under the week this week in the NFL is San Diego and Oakland. We're talking about the Chargers and the Oakland Raiders. And if you take a look at the NFL stats, guess which team is number one in points allowed per game? That would be the San Diego Chargers. Uh, they're getting a lot of credit for uh, their great point spread success. They're the only team in the NFL who's gone a perfect 5-0 and against the spread through the first five games of the season. Great offense. they got running backs picking up the slack. Phillip Rivers having a great year. But their defense is getting no respect. They've allowed only 12.6 points per game on the season, less than 300 yards per game, and they'll be taking on a Oakland Raider team. And we note that this series, Oakland-San Diego, it's gone a perfect 0-5 to the under, in game 15 or less since the 2010 season, I did mention that San Diego comes in on this major ATS role. Game six division favorites of nine or less points. If they're off three or more ATS wins in a row, they've gone a perfect 0 and 11 over under when the over under line is 37 or more points. And in fact, I also mentioned they're the only perfect ATS team in the NFL this season. 0-6 over under. Last two seasons in the NFL, that's any NFL team off five or more ATS wins in a row. So a lot of times when we're looking for an ATS or a straight-up perspective, a over-under situation will jump out. And in this case, it is a low-scoring over-under situation. Last week, the Chargers, of course, they pitched that shutout against the New York Jets. NFL teams uh, off a home shutout win have gone one and nine over under. Uh, this dates all the way back to 2007 when the over under line in a game is greater than 40 points. Of course, Oakland, we know they come off off their bye week, you know, when they lost big to uh, the Miami Dolphins in London Town. Oh, and five over under last seven years in the, in the NFL. Underdogs of a touchdown or more playing with rest off a straight-up loss of seven or more. That applies to Oakland this particular week. Of course, the host Raiders, they are one of only two winless teams this season in the NFL. Of course, Jacksonville being the other. And here we go with an 0-8 over-under situation. Game five or greater, winless AFC home dogs of a field goal or more. That applies to Oakland. And within AFC West division play, big home underdogs of seven or more have gone a perfect 0-4 over-under in the last two years. 
We're not saying San Diego pitches another shutout. But uh, with so many injuries, they're going to play this one close to the vest. They're going to run the ball 35 times a game. San Diego, Oakland, under the total of 43 points, Mark. Convincing reasons for the Chargers and the Raiders to go under the total from Victor King at King Creole Sports, where you can pick up all of Victor's selection plays online this weekend at playbook.com, where, of course, you always pay only after you win or you can get those very same plays at a 40% discount with guaranteed makeups on a prepaid purchase, all available at playbook.com. Before I get to my complimentary play in the football show to close out the show this week, I want to remind you that my NFL Game of the Month will kick off this Sunday. We're on a documented 36-15-2 winning run on these particular plays, including 6-0-1 the last seven. Our NFL Game of the Month last month was Pittsburgh plus three over Carolina when they routed the Panthers winning 37-19. This comes on the heels of our big college football false favorite Game of the Month winner last Saturday with Notre Dame. You can take advantage. Join me now for another $99 football weekend of winners, including the NFL Game of the Month, or for our five-star October Rama for every college and pro football play I make through the rest of October, call me toll-free now to join me at 1-800-321-7777 or hop on now, sign up today at playbook.com. My complimentary play on the football card in College Football Saturday is going to be on the Rice Owls when they take on Army this particular weekend. And this is a Rice football team that has been on a major winning run, if you will, Take a look in them, the last 23 regular season games. They've won 17 of those games straight up on the field. And in fact, after week number three, uh, the Rice Owls are 11-1 and one straight up and 8-4 and four to the spread in these football games. Here's the Rice football team that needs this win like blood, if you will. They opened up 0-3. They picked up two wins now, and they need this victory to stay on the path to get back to a bowl game this season. I like the makeup of this football team. I like their defense. They've held two teams to season-low yards this year, including Texas A&M to their season-low yardage mark as well. Army comes into the game off a rare victory where they're 0-11 straight up and 1-10 to the spread in their next game after winning a football game on the playing field. They beat Ball State last week. And in fact, you have to go back to 2007 to find the last time Army won back-to-back home games. With that, we'll back the better team in this football game, the Rice Owls, in a win situation over Army. We'll play Rice for our complimentary play on the football show this week. For Victor King from King Creole Sports, Dave Tooley joining us from ViewFromVegas.com, and our good friend Jack Reynolds, we know is listening from above. Until next week, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you once again to always remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always.